1 and 2, and there is a sacrifice here in which I want to call this a call to cooperate. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. A call to cooperate. Military basic training is totally designed to develop you into a soldier. It is a hard course of discipline for concentrated weeks, months, which teaches you both how to think militarily and how to act like a soldier. Their objective when you get off the bus is to break your civilian mindset and to turn you into a military soldier. Your mindset as a civilian will not work in the military. Your independent spirit will not work in the military. Your opinions will not work in the military. Um, the way you were raised may not work in the military. And they instruct you how to obey rules. Yeah. How to follow orders. How to be diligent in all you do. And it gives you a peculiar purpose for your pain. A fighting and a non-retreating spirit in spite of your feelings. They teach you how to suck it up. I, I, I remember in the 60s I got out of I got out of high school and Vietnam was hot. And when we got to basic training, DI just kept saying, most of you gonna die. And I was 17, just graduated high school. 17, you're gonna die. You're gonna, 67, 68, Vietnam was hot. People getting killed all over the place. You, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. And, and they keep drilling this in your head. And um, one night in basic training, I cried. I was in bed, I just cried. I said, I, I, and, uh, yeah, just like that. <laughs> and uh, one day at mail call, they gave us our mail from home, and I'm over to the side reading my mail, and the T.I. walked up and said, Gordon, um, who's that letter from? I said, sir, the letter's from my grandmother. He said, read it to everybody. I said, sir, this is personal. He said, nothing's personal. I'm your mother, I'm your father, and I'm your God. Read it. 
and I read it, my grandmother, who was a godly woman, was saying, whatever the man say, <laughs> do, respecting, and she just kept on going, you know, just do what he says. And the T.I. said, boy, your mother's a wise woman. You better listen to her. I'll never forget how I thought it was the worst part of my life. Never forget at 4.30 in the morning, somebody coming in like a wild man. And we had five minutes to get out of bed, make it tight where he could flip a quarter and come back with his hand. You in your fatigues, canteen full of water, you wash your face, you brush your teeth, you're out in uniform in five minutes. Then you got to run a mile and a half under seven minutes in combat boots. Two guys died when I was in basic training. They drove them. When I went in, they could hit you. What? <laughs> no, this was beyond pledging, trust me. But little did I know that when I came out of basic, I had a discipline, amen, that I didn't have when I went in. I had a mindset and a dedication to finish things. I'm not a quitter. That, that, that what was instilled in me, little did I know, was a development and a discipling, if you will, to a whole nother way of life. And, 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 and in a similar sense, when we look at Christianity, um, all disciples are Christians, but all Christians are not disciples. That when I look at the text before us, discipleship is an act of spiritually growing people to maturity and to their fullest potential. It's interesting that we are not called to make members. We are not called to multiply members. We are called to make disciples. We are called to pour ourselves into people so that they will become spiritually mature. We don't come to church to hear music to get in the mood. That's not our purpose of coming to church. We don't come to church, yeah, to, <laughs> to get a word to help my weariness. Uh, we don't um, come to church to get a hit to be helped. In fact, we should not come to church with self in mind. What I'm going to get out of this. 
that when we look at the context of discipleship in its truest definition, it, it begins with a principle of what I call association, Christ Jesus to his 12 disciples who later graduated to apostles. Then we had Moses and Joshua. Joshua was Moses' understudy, Elijah and Elisha. And we had Paul and then Timothy. There, there is a principle of association, meaning that in discipleship, we are associating ourselves with groups, small groups, large groups, to help develop them into maturity. Are you getting me? Not clubs, auxiliaries, quartillions, yeah, women's day, man's day, competing to see who can raise the most money, selling dinners, fashion shows, bingo, trips and tricks. That's not what Jesus asked us to do. And I just need to say, because I ticked a lot of people off, as I normally do. I came here, I took an assessment, waited, prayed, and I looked at everything that was being done, and, and they were using a lot of energy, good people using a lot of energy. And I sat back after three months and said, what does this have to do with Jesus? And I start killing things in the church. People got ang angry and left. Bye. We're going to set this church on a sure foundation. And for 25 years, by the grace of God, we've been trying to do that. Make disciples. Mimickers of Christ. And, 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 and not only is there a principle of association, but there's a principle of instruction, John 15, 7, where Principles of bearing fruit, abiding in the vine of Jesus, having character, being cleansed. Third, the principle of development of one's faith. Paul talks a lot about uh, fruit, his fruit to increase one's faith, to help people grow, to help people mature, and then motivating those people that are mature so that, and here's, here's where I made my individual mistake, that the process of discipling is... Amen, a discipline and a diet of doctrine into the lives of people, amen, and then at some juncture there's duplication, that those that have said unto you now are in your place pouring themselves into others. Do I have a witness? My problem was the ones I poured myself in left and they're pastoring now. <laughs> I got 10 sons out there pastoring. Those are people I poured myself into, but my problem was I didn't pour myself into enough people. I should have poured myself into 200. So now we are backtracking, trying to make new disciples. I thank Reverend Paul, I thank Greg Johnson, who runs our discipleship for new members. It's excellent. And we're going to make some enhancements, some changes. But when I think about this matter of, amen, making disciples, because I want us to be a Bible-centric church. That is, everything we do has to have a biblical reflection in the Word. 
Can I get a witness? God didn't ask Women's Day and Men's Day to compete about who can give the most money. God asked you to tithe. Isn't that right? God didn't ask for auxiliaries, clubs, and bingo and all. God didn't. There ain't no way in God's word. Can I get a witness? Which means that if God's people are either misled or left to themselves, they come up with worldly concepts of fellowship, which do not reflect the Holy Spirit. Can I get a witness? So if I'm full of hell and I'm in charge of a ministry, the ministry will be full of hell and my disciples will be full of hell because I'm pouring hell into hell. Are y'all getting this? If you get this, this will be heaven. So, child of God, one of the things we need to understand is what does the Bible say? And when you go back and look at Revelation 2 and 3, when Jesus Christ are examining the seven churches of Asia Minor, which are uh, 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 really indicative of all churches, he said, I know your works. I know what you're doing. Ephesus, you're lukewarm. Amen. Pergamos, you're married to the world. Yeah. Sardis, you're, you're messed up. Thyatira, you're decked out on the outside, but you're full of hell on the inside. Laodicea, you, you fighting for the rights of the people. You're nowhere in my will. In fact, you put me out, and I'm knocking on the door for you to let me back into the church that I died for. And, 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 and so when you... When you, when you look at the Bible panoramic, from a panoramic point of view and a comprehensive point of view, you'll begin to see what Jesus is asking these disciples to do. Turn back to Matthew 28 real quick. Come on, Matthew 28. It shouldn't be about social rights, civil rights. shouldn't be about all those little things are important. The purpose of the church is not surrounding our own opinion. Can I get a witness? You ain't got to say amen. Let me preach at the clock. Uh, chapter 28, beginning at verse 16. Let Pastor lay this out to you. When you get to say amen, amen. 28, 16. Then the 11 disciples. I thought he had 12. Well, one hung himself. Yes, sir. Judas Iscariot. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain, where Jesus had appointed them, and when they saw him, post-resurrection, this is the resurrected Christ. What did they do when they saw Jesus? They worshipped him. Let me stop starting part. We come to church to worship. We don't come to church to turn on Xerox machines and make you copies. We, we don't come to church for you to go to somebody that's on staff and ask for a favor. We don't come to worship, amen, for you to spring something. No, we come to worship the Lord. Can I get a witness? Pastor loves you. I'll pray with you. I'll hold your hand. I'll hug you. But I'm not in come to work to be a counselor on Sunday. I came to worship. Can I get a let my people go that they may worship me? Listen to this. Hmm. They worship, but some what? Doubt it. I can preach to my tongue crawl out. Some of you gonna doubt. Because you came in with doubt. You're gonna leave with doubt. 
In fact, while you're in your casket, you're going to say, I'm doubt, I doubt if I'm a dead. <laughs> you're, just, you're just a doubter, like Thomas was. We, 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 we can't feed into the doubters. Can I get a witness? No, 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 no. I, I, I got it. I love the simplicity of the scriptures. They saw him in all of his glory, and some of them doubted. You're not getting this. And Jesus came and spake unto them, verse 18, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Stop! No, no, no. Some, some of you Bibles are saying, well, wait a minute. I thought he was the Logos. He was the eternality of Godhead. I thought he was the second person of Godhead. He was eternal. He was the Word. He always was. He's the wasness of was. He's, he's got all power in his hands before he became incarnate. That's right. Didn't he have all power? Yes, he did. But look what the text is saying. He said, now that I have died on the cross and carried out my father's will, now the hypostatic union, 100% man, 100% God, I have put aside my prerogatives and died shed my blood, went to the grave, and got up on Sunday morning. Now, God the Father and God the Holy Spirit have approached me and said, Now, wherefore, God have highly exalted him, Philippians 2, and given him a name which is above every name. Here's what God the Father and the Holy Spirit said. Now, because you went through with this ransom plan, you are the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. <laughs> that, that means all people have to do, they don't have to call on God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, and God, God Jesus. All they got to do is say, Jesus. And, and Jesus is the representative of the whole Godhead. And watch, watch this now. You need to believe in the name of Jesus to get out of hell. You, you need to believe in the name of Jesus to be healed of your sin. You need to be, believe in the name of Jesus before anything can transpire in your life because it's him. All power. Can I get a witness? In heaven and earth. And then 19 and 20 in the Greek breaks down into participles. What is a participle? I-N-G. Listen. As you are going, it says go. As you are going. Right, right. Now let me, let, me, let me slow it up. The church ought to be going. Not sitting. Not slipping. Not sipping. Going. He's talking about outreach, Gary. As you are going, when you go to work tomorrow, when you go to the grocery store, when you go door to door with tracks, as you are going, you ought to be teaching. Teaching what? Not scholastic education, which is good. Yeah, 
not Dow Jones and industrials, which is all right. Not how to climb the corporate ladder. He's not talking about that. You are teaching doctrine. Biblically-based doctrine. Now, here, here, watch, watch this participle. And making disciples. Ah. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things which I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you even to the end of the age. Amen. My God. Mm. Look at this pursuit. So I don't come to church for a hit for help, music for my mood, a weekly word for my weariness, praise only in this place, a gathering that governs my guilt. No, that's not the purpose of church. Three sacrifices to get to this place of making disciples. Now, let me, let, me, let, me, let me say that years ago, I met major opposition with trying to bring in the will of God. Because power pockets in the church that had been there for years did, did not want to adopt this new doctrine. So, we prayed, then we moved them out the way. Deacons, trustees, and ministers, bye, out the way. Because we got to get to God's will. And because I'm military and disciplined about my direction and development and where I'm going, I really don't care what you think. I can't afford to care what you think. I can only care what he thinks. Now and unto him. Are you getting this? That when we look at this module, there are some real delicate things in this great commission. Now, you know how many people was on this mountain with Jesus? Five hundred. Not just the disciples, 500 saw him give these last words. Go to my module on the screens. Sister Gordon did this. 25 years ago, we came here. We had this pew progression. It's very insightful and intelligent. You make a decision for Jesus Christ. There's a declaration made, and then you go into discipleship. Are, are you with me? After discipleship, there's a demonstration that you are discipling and have been discipled, and then there's a duplication process. Then you are truly dedicated to the Lord. We are told in, 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 in Deuteronomy 6, when raise up, train up your child in the way they should go. He, he's talking about when they're, when they're sitting, teach them the word of God. When they're standing, teach them the word of God. When they're going, teach them the word of God. Why? Because when they get old, they will not depart from what you poured into them. That's God's promise. 
So let's go back to Romans chapter 12 and look at the three necessary sacrifices in order to, to, to begin this matter of discipleship. Are you with me? Yes. Hanging in with me now. Hanging in with me. So the first one in, in verse 1 where Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, stop. Whenever you see it, therefore, you ought to ask, what is it there for? Typically, therefores go back to something that was previously said. And what I see here is this. I see a personal sacrifice to God's will. Listen, listen to this. I see a sincere appreciation for what God has already done. Are you getting me? The first 11 chapters of Romans deals with we, he took us from condemnation, chapters 1 to 3, to justification, chapter 4 and 5, to sanctification, 6 and 7, to glorification, chapter 8, and then Israel is not parenthetical, it's 9 to 11, and his whole argument is based on the therefore. But, listen, specifically, Go back to chapter 11, 33 to 36. It's a closing doxology that deals with Israel. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways. Past finding out, verse 34, for who have known the mind of the Lord, or who have been his counselor, or who have first given to him, and it shall be recompensed to him again. Now, wait a minute. You got to get to a point in your life out of sincere appreciation where you look back on your life and say, oh, the depths of his wisdom. How only a wise God could have snatched me out of hell. Only a wise God could have foreseen the mess in my life. Only a wise God could have brought me through a major divorce. Only a wise God could, amen, have healed my kids when they were sick. Only a wise God was there when I needed him to be there. Oh, don't, listen, keep living. You'll get there. Yes, sir. And out of a sincere appreciation. Yes, sir. You want to cooperate with this God. I'm on borrowed time. I should be dead. How many of y'all know you should be dead right now? Come on, just put your hands in there. We should be dead. Dead! But for the grace of God. In hell, but for the grace of God. Burning, but for the grace of God. When you get this sincere appreciation... And then he goes to, yeah, these prepositions. Preposition is always directional, isn't it? From to, are y'all with me? Did, did, did you have English 100? Huh? Uh, look, look, he says in verse 36, for of him and through him and back to him all things. You better, you better look at that direction. Everything starts with Jesus. Everything ends with Jesus. And everything you have is because of Jesus. Don't you fool yourself. 
You know why you're here this morning? Jesus. You know why you had parents? Jesus. You know why you got breath in your body? Jesus. Paul has a sincere appreciation, so he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by these mercies that God has shown to you, grace, love, mercy, peace, that ye present yourselves, your bodies, a one-time presentation. Mm. You present it to God, which, <laughs> yeah, you, you ought to present yourself. Now watch this oxymoron as a living sacrifice. That's an oxymoron because a sacrifice is dead. How can a sacrifice be living? I'm glad you asked. You're dead, you become dead to yourself through crucifixion. But you become alive to God. Y'all ain't getting this. See, my first sacrifice to God is to his will. Mm. And, 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 and what he's saying is, I, when I'm dead to self and alive to God, I must control my flesh through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, my flesh ain't always been under control. Mm. If it looked good, it looked good. If it felt good, it felt good. I was a pleasure seeker. Can I get a witness? Yeah, I was proud. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Can I get a witness? Child, child of God, don't, don't come into God's house and lie. Just, just, just admit the truth. Do I have a witness? But when you get under, when you kill your, when you, when you, when you die to yourself and you are alive to God, listen to this, you, you, you learn to control your flesh through the power of the Holy Spirit, and you, you learn to confront your feelings through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because Satan going to get in there, Doc. I told you my lovely wife went to uh, D.C. to a, to a Delta Conference, 14,000 women. God bless her. She said, it was my birthday, too. She said, you mind? I said, no, go, babe. Go. It's all right. Let's go. You paid your dues. You've been, with me, you, you've been with me 25 years as our pastor. We done raised three kids. You paid you to go on. So here's my birthday. I'm at home. I'm fine. Then she, then, she, then she came back and said, well, it's my mother's birthday, and we want to spend the night with my sisters. That I said, go, babe. Go. So I'm sitting there all alone at night, and the devil said, look at you. So she called the house to see how I was doing. How you doing? I said, I'm lonely. <laughs> I'm tired of giving up all this. Won't, won't the devil get in the middle of your stuff? Won't the devil turn the tables? Won't, won't the devil make it look like you being cheated? Oh, I'm preaching up in this place out of something. She said, I'm sorry. I said, ain't you? <laughs> and, and, and whenever the devil comes, he always got a suggestion. He says, why be alone, brother? 
Somebody need to preach it. Because I ain't fooling with you, I'm going to sleep. Now listen to this. Abraham had to submit to a personal sacrifice of his son Isaac. Moses had to submit to a painful sojourn with a murmuring people. Daniel had to submit to, as a teenager to slavery in Babylon. And Jesus had to submit to suffering by putting away his prerogatives. And what, 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 what John talks about in 1 John, John, uh, uh, first, uh, I'm sorry, John, St. John 21, when Jesus comes back from the grave and says to his disciples, he says, Peter, do you love me more than all of these? For my disciples, because Peter made that profession. He said, you know, I love you, Lord. And they go back and forth with these different Greek words, agapeo, phileo, which means Philadelphia friendly, brotherly love. Jesus said, do you agape me? Peter said, I phileo you. Jesus said, do you agape me? I phileo you. Jesus said, do you phileo me? I phileo you. They want two different wavelengths. Here's what Jesus told Peter. Peter, when you are converted, when you are properly discipled, feed my lambs. Take care of my sheep. Feed my sheep. Three exhortations. There's no coincidence when you go to 1 John chapter 1 and 2, John says there are three levels of maturity in the Christian life. Little children, young men, fathers. Little children are babes. Babes cry. They don't know any better. You got to pamper them. You got to hold them. You got to change them. You got to disciple them. Young men are strong in the word. They fight Satan. Here's the difference between young men and fathers. He said the young men love the word of God. But the fathers love the God of the word. You're growing, Bruce, into maturity. So if the church is not discipling, you're not maturing. Are you getting me? So child of God, he, he, Paul, Paul, Paul says that there is a personal sacrifice to God's will by presenting our bodies dead to self but alive to God which is your reasonable, here it is, worship. Which leads to my second point. Not only do I see a personal sacrifice to God's will, but I see a personal sacrifice to God's worship, a purposeful adaptation. Paul calls this form of worship reasonable. In other words, the least you can do, first of all, is present your body and then if you want to give a reasonable, and the word reasonable in the Greek is logitos, where we get our word logical from, which means as a royal priesthood to perfectly, in the logical sense, watch this now, serve the Lord. Not social clubs, not uh, Cordillians and auxiliaries and women's day men. I understand where we've come from. Pastor loves you. No, that's not what the Bible calls for. Anything that, bring, that breeds competition is of the devil. If I get up here and grab a mic and you grab a mic and we compete, and that's devilish. Are you getting me? Do, do y'all hear what Pastor's saying? I know you can't sing as good as me. I already know that. 
but I just let y'all sing. Then I clap and raise my hand. But if I want to blow you out, I grab the mic. Is this on there? I just grab the mic if I want to sing. You understand? His eyes is on the sparrow. I know he watches me. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His I did all that with no wine. Look, look at me. So what I'm trying to say, thank you, Lord. That's all over, look, look, that's all over the world now. Praise Jesus. Woo! I keep telling my son, I sing better than him. And he can sing. But look at this. That's another story. Look at this. Check it out. So Jesus wants us to worship with a mindset, verse 2, and be not conformed, fashioned to this world system. Pursuits, pleasure, pride. Don't follow the world. Are you getting this? Ah, Lord. But be transformed, metamorphosized. By, how do I change from the inside out? By the renewing of my mind. That as I'm taught the word of God systematically and doctrine is rightly divided, the word gets in and it starts changing the way I see things. Changing the way I feel about things. Changing my faith. Can I get a witness? That when fear comes, I have faith. That when the wiles of Satan come, I'll stand still and say, no weapon. That's formed against me shall prosper. Can I get a witness? That when uncertainty come, I can say, I've been young, but now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor seed bacon bread. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful to bow down to you. In fact, we will not bow down to another God. Why, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Because our God is able. Now, let me stop pausing apart. See, it's one thing to give the testimony, but it's another thing to go through the test. My God is able, but if God does not deliver us, be known to you, we still will not bow down and worship you. And Nebuchadnezzar said, and who is that God that will save you out of my hands? And it was at that point that the pre-incarnate Jesus, angel of the Lord, pushed Shadrach, Meshach, and the Abednego to the side. And Jesus said, oh, they're not talking about you now, they're talking about me. Yes, sir. 
Can I get a witness? Child of God, I dare you to get at work tomorrow. Put his name out there. I'm a child of the king. I dare you to tell your enemies, my Lord, Jesus Christ won't allow me to go under. I dare you to stand up on his name. Somebody said, he's able. And he able, he's, he's able to keep you from falling. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. A transformer changes the power from AC to DC, DC to AC. That's what a transformer does. When your mind is transformed, God changes the power of Satan. Yeah, which can't hurt you now because you have the power of God. And when my mind is renewed, it affects, first of all, how I live. Oh, man, help me out, Lord Jesus. It's a, it affects how I live. You can't I'm saved, I'm going to glory, and you living like hell. It affects how you live. That your tolerance will not adjust to certain things. You know, over the years, listen, listen, no. And it took some time in my life, I want to be honest, but I can't sit up and watch a program with a bunch of cussing. It affects my spirit. Are, y- are, y- are y'all getting me? I, I can't, even when I, you know, if, if, if I go to a movie or whatever, if there's a bunch of cuss that I, I, I don't want to watch this. It, something, if measure your tolerance to sin, that'll help you to know where you are. Can I get a witness? Yeah, y'all get quiet all you want. Praise Jesus. And, 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 so, and so, child of God, child of God, how I live, but not only how I live, but how I love. Ain't nothing for you to love people that love you. Love people that hate you. <sighs> love people that are full of hell. That's love. Can I get a witness? <laughs> Try to love somebody that's just full of hell. Get my, let's get a belly. Hmm, how are you? None of your business. Leave me alone. That, that see, the agape love is able to love beyond the person. Now, listen, 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 listen. Hold, hold on. When you got God's love in you, you can love to a need and not to a person. This person needs me to love them because they don't even love themselves. Are y'all getting this? How I live, how I love, how I listen, how I look. Lord, have mercy. And how I'm liberated. Now, I love, I love good clothes, but I, I ain't no pimp. I'm a preacher. No, y'all ain't getting this. I ain't wearing my neck open and nappy hair showing and cross around my neck and all kind of, you know, rings on my finger. I ain't no pimp. Leave that one alone. I'm a preacher. Are y'all getting this? And, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm very, and my wife brought me a nice gold uh, bracelet one time. It's still home. I won't put it on. She said, well, other preachers, pre- I ain't other preachers. 
when I'm preaching, I don't want to. Fool with that. somebody looking at me saying, oh man, look at him. No, I reflect him. Can I get a witness? Yeah, you, you can get quiet all you want. And then not only how I live, love, listen, look, but how I'm liberated. When, yeah, I'm not conformed, but transformed by the renewing of my mind. God will tell you, no, don't look at their, yeah, don't look at their skirts. Look at their souls. All right. Look at the final thing here. Not only a personal sacrifice to God's will and God's worship, but look at God's wisdom. This is one of the most powerful parts of this verse, verse 2b. Nobody talks about a powerful application. Look what he says, that ye may prove. Test what is that good, acceptable, perfect will of God. Look at a powerful application. How do I know when I'm in God's direct will? Well, you won't know because all this is cumulative. You won't know till you present your body. You won't know till you're transformed and renewed in the, in, in, in the spirit of your mind. Once you follow the will and the worship, you get to the wisdom that you may know what is that good, and the word good in the Greek, agathos, has to do with a neuter, an adjective in a definite article, has to do with morally honorable, and God says when that is fibered into you, it translates into benefits. Uh-uh. You know what the most important thing in your life and my life is? That we be in the center of God's will. Like Joseph said in Genesis, I'm in the place of God. It cost me something. I was thrown in a ditch by my brothers. I was sold into Egypt. And, and it's in the form of a question, am I not in the place of God? You, my brothers, meant it for evil. But God worked that thing and meant it for good. See, God can take evil against you and turn it to your good. Do I have a witness up in the house? God, God some, somebody else may be trying to hurt you. God will take the hurt, twist it, and make it help. God, God will take grief and turn it into grace. God, oh, I'm preaching up in this place. God is able. Thank you, Jesus. The good, the acceptable. The verb in the Greek for acceptable is well-pleasing. God says, what you're doing is well-pleasing. And then perfect is teleos, complete. You're full grown into maturity. We can live out the perfect. 
perfect will of God. When you submit sacrificially, when you give to God's worship and wisdom, he will bless you with benefits, acceptability, and a completeness that I'm a soldier of the cross. Can I get a witness? And child of God, I've been battle tested. Can I get a witness? Like a soldier, when I went in basic training right out of South Philly, I walked, I was walking like this with a little stroll. When I graduated from basic training, my back was straight. I was walking like a soldier. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Oh. About faith. Oh. I had it together. Because I was discipled. I was taught. Can I get a how to shoot an M16? Lord have mercy. I was taught how to crawl on the ground. I was taught how to salute 45 degree angle. These guys Marines don't know what they don't. 45 degree angle. Can I get a witness? I was taught. I was taught to be a soldier. And that soldier mentality helped me with this church because I see this church as a military for Christ. Can I get a witness? And we're on the battlefield for the Lord. The, the devil's shooting at us, but we got the victory. And if we just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, if you just pick up your rifles, your, 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 your biblos, biblios, if you just get the word of God in your hand, it is your sword of your salvation. Put on your helmet of salvation. You got to know that you saved. Put on your breastplate of righteousness. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and have a shield of faith. And when the devil shoots at you, you got to block it and hit him back. Can I get a witness? Hey, yeah, God doesn't love you. You're a liar. And we know that all things are working together for the good. Can I get a witness? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? He that helped me got a good work in you will keep on doing it to the day of Jesus Christ. You say, well, how long you got to fight to the day you die? You got to keep on fighting. You got to keep on standing. You got to keep on knowing. Now unto him who's able. I said he's able. He's able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence. Let's stand on our feet this morning. A call to cooperate. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you want to be saved, believing and receiving that Jesus died for your sins, was buried and rose again, he's the God's only begotten son, raise your hand. Give your life to Christ this morning. Don't go to hell. Give your life to Christ. Is there one? Raise your hand. He said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Raise your hand. Is there one? You want to give your life to Christ. If your hand is raised, come on up here. Perhaps you want to join our church in your Christian experience. Come on up. Raise your hand. If you don't have a church home, come on up. This is the right church for you to be in. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, brother. Thank you, man. Is there another? Is there another? Step out. Come on. Step out right now. In the name of Jesus.
My God is an awesome God. My God is an all-wise God. My God is an all-powerful God. Praise Jesus. Thank you, dear. Come on up. Thank you, honey. Thank you. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Is there another? Come on, step out. We make disciples here. Can I get a witness? Is there another? Is there another? Step out. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for the sacrifice that you want us to give you. A personal sacrifice of your will, your worship, and your wisdom. Help us to grow in grace. Help us to know that you're able. Bless every family here. Heal diseases here. Strengthen hearts here. Give direction here. Give guidance and protection here. Put every family under the sound of my voice under your grace. And we thank you, Lord. Father, examine and re-examine our hearts and help us to pray for your place in our lives. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hold it. Wednesday, come out. We're going to the United Kingdom, Chaotic Kingdom, pastor's teaching. Amen. We love you. February, hold it, February the 20th, special meeting, 715, everybody in ministry. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, we make disciples here. God bless you. You are dismissed. Have a great day. Ministers.